Welcome to another edition of More Than Football here at the Triple M Studios. My name is Tim Baker and today I get to talk to my esteemed colleague, Director of Football, Bruce Chitte. Welcome, mate. Thanks for having me, esteemed <laughs> colleague. Yeah, well, you know, we are now. We, um, and I was thinking about that because, you know, uh, we've been working together for a few months. But we haven't really had the opportunity necessarily to really get to know each other, Bruce. And I feel like this might be our opportunity. Well, you know what? I was surprised by the lack of, you know, team building in the office environment, you know. <laughs> Being a player, you go you got a few dinners, you know, team That's dinners, true. nights out. Yeah. Uh, I think it's sorely lacking in our office at this stage. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, I think so. Um, <laughs> yeah, we'll just put that out there. No, well, everyone's so busy. That's that part of it. That is a busy period. The off season. That's a busy period. Yeah, it is. The off season is uh, actually a really busy period. So you know, I have friends and family who'd be like, "Oh, so you must get some time off now." It's like, nope. Okay. We gotta we gotta prepare for the next season. Mm. So, with that in mind, you are a busy man. So mm. I do appreciate that you're sitting down with me today. You've made time. But, um, I was late. I'll apologize. For that. <laughs> That's all right. Well, you know, in podcast land, it's on demand. Yeah. There's no times. It's fine. What I do want to talk about is like your role, um, is one of the busiest of all. And I think perhaps over, cause I see everything that happens on social. And so let that be a lesson. Everybody listening. I see it all. Um, there is this perception out there that even if we're not signing players, like we're really just not doing anything. Mm. And that couldn't be further from the truth. So take us inside your role because you're always talking to agents. You're always talking to players and you know, you're, you're always on. So just take us inside what a day is in your position. Yeah. Well, the days are pretty busy. Starts with a school drop off early in the morning, you know, yeah. <laughs> yeah. If, I was, if I drive into work, but you know, it depends on uh, who we're signing and pretty much where they come from. So mm-hmm. earlier on in the piece, when we were concentrating more on our foreign players, um, speaking to, to Christian Opset's agent who's in Norway, Michael Maria's in Holland, you know, I'm getting calls at 2, 3 a.m. because mm-hmm. over there it's lunchtime for them. Mm-hmm. You know, and I'd always ask them, well, I'm always on your time. <laughs> you <know? laughs> it's 2 in the morning here. Yeah. So um, the hours are pretty long. It's, it's, I won't say nonstop, but, but the, the hours are pretty long, which is fine. I don't mind. Um, I like being busy. Mm-hmm. Um, so a lot happens before the signing, yeah. right? So that, I'd assume people understand it. Maybe they don't. But... Um, before the public knows of a signing or anything gets released, there would be anywhere from, you know, two to six weeks of work that, that, that probably has gone into it. So from initial contact, whether we contact the agents or uh, an agent's putting players to us, which happens all the time. I've got, got a pretty good filter now in my, mm-hmm. in my inbox for, you know, rubbish agents and... <laughs> take them seriously agents. Yeah. Um, and, and once you filter th- through all that, I mean, initially I came with a short list of people I wanted anyway. Mm-hmm. So I know all the Aussie players. Um, I think it's important to have good Aussie players in your team if you want to be uh, challenging. Uh, mm-hmm. So I just targeted my short list. So all the people sending me players and everything was all noise to me. Mm-hmm. Unless it was something spectacular that I needed to stand up and take note of, mm-hmm. which there wasn't really. Um, you know, I just worked off my short list and the list was about eight players long. 
so not not a great deal. I didn't have to do a great number of signings in terms mm. of volume. We, we've kept our squad pretty much intact from last season. But, um, you know, on that list, there, there, there was a number that we couldn't get, actually. Mm-hmm. And uh, to be fair, the ones close to the top of the list, we were able to get, which, 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 has, been, which has been positive. Didn't envisage losing Craig Goodwin, so we've lost some good players too. Yep. We've gained some good players as well. Um, if, if, if the players we've signed have good seasons, I think we're in a better position than what we were last year. Um, in saying that business still not done. So, uh, still talking to, to, to a few and, and hopefully sign at least one more before the, before the season starts. But that's the thing. You, you have a lot of talks, you have a lot of negotiations, there's a lot of clauses, you know, the timing, the salary is obviously a big thing. Um, um, for the players and the agents. So all those sort of things need to align. Mm-hmm. Um, the coach has to tick off on it as well. You know, he's, you know, I'm, I'm trying to give him the best ingredients to create yeah. the best product. He's going to be the one working with the ingredients to create the product day in, day out. Yeah. My work after two to six weeks is finished, right? In the sense that the player's landed mm-hmm. and he's here and, and now he's training every day with the coach. So it's important the coach has more interaction with the players than I do, um, um, is, is happy with the people we're signing as well. So, so far it's been so good, but yeah, there's a lot of work. Like I don't envy, I mean, it depends how you want to do your job. You can do it properly or you can just do it to do it. Um, I don't envy the Brisbane's and the Wellingtons of the world who had to sign 13, 14 players, yeah. but, um, yeah, it does, look, you can do this job and just sign Tom, Dick and Harry, of course, but if you want to do it well, I think you've got to be diligent and really nitpick who you want to bring into the mm. club. And you certainly ha- have done that. And, you know, it, it's just that insight into the process because it's not just, okay, we're going to have him and then we're going to sign mm. him and then, okay, we're done. It's no, not like that no, at no. all. There's a, there's a lot of convincing involved. You yeah. know? No, you don't want to go there. Why do you want to go there? You want to come here. <laughs> you know, yeah. we, this is the best place for you to play your football, you know. Yeah. What's not to love about Adelaide <laughs> and Adelaide United Football Club, you know? Yeah, that's right. And, you know, at a at a club like ours as well, it's um, we're on the smaller side compared to the A-League, so you're asked to do things outside of your role a little bit too. Um, and everyone has to pitch in and do things too. So, you know, there are there are other aspects and other things that that come into play day to day that you just don't necessarily account for yeah definitely and but to be fair that's one of the key reasons i took the role you know um if i was just completely siloed into football Mm. then i probably wouldn't have taken it if i'm honest um but but the ability to help the guys in commercial or or to help ruben in in community Mm -hmm. or or jordan with the media Mm -hmm. um gives me a greater sort of scope it makes my day a bit more dynamic as well Mm -hmm. um you know i get to come here and do a podcast That's instead right. of sitting at my office and replying to emails yeah. uh, during this time. So yeah. um, th- that sort of keeps it fresh, keeps yep. it good. And you know, I'm passionate about community and I'm passionate about the media. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so being in those spaces and operating in, in those spaces or lending a helping hand, if you like, yeah. um, is something that, that I do really enjoy doing. Anytime you want to jump in in the digital space for me, mate, you can. No, you I'm can not do sure that. about the digital space. <laughs> I, I like to work in the real world. Yeah, yeah, fair <laughs> enough. <laughs> I understand. Um, but what has what what do you think's been your biggest challenge so far? Is it 
is it job related or is it like the balancing of work life and yeah, family? Yeah, probably work life balance. We don't have a great work life balance in, <laughs> in our office either, if I'm honest. <laughs> but um, I I enjoy I enjoy the the I enjoy the the, the work side of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I've always enjoyed being busy and doing stuff. Like even when I played, um, I didn't just play; I studied at the same time, and uh, you know, just playing football wasn't sort of enough. Um, so, so I, I enjoy how busy it is. And to be fair, on the weekends, I, I don't answer my phone unless it's really important. Mm-hmm. I mean, I just call people back on Monday, you know. Yeah. And probably now, people are like I can't get hold of Bruce on the weekend, <laughs> you know. But yeah. over time, they'll say. Don't bother calling Bruce on the weekend. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I get it. <laughs> he doesn't answer the freaking phone <laughs> because on the weekend it's all about the family for me. Yeah, I mean obviously now it's in season and the games are on during mm-hmm. the weekend. Like I said, if the if the name pops up and it's important, I'm answering that call. Yeah. If the name pops up and they don't leave a voicemail or, yeah, I'll just answer. I'll just call them back on Monday. Yeah, yeah, I I can agree. Like I prioritize these things. You got it. That's right. <laughs> and you know I might be in the digital space, but like I I. Do not check my emails when I go home at night. You know, I go see my daughter and my wife, and then you know. I'll check my emails. I don't um, really early in the morning. Yeah, like two or three. I've noticed that. Yeah, <laughs> I got an email from you. You know, I might get out, but I'll be like, let me just check what's happening here. Yeah, you know, and then it saves me time in the day. To be yeah. fair, for me, social is a different story. I'll, uh, you know, I can't help myself sometimes, and I'll jump in, and I may answer a message or an inbox or something at you know eight, nine, ten o'clock at night, just because. I don't want to leave leave people hanging, mm. but um, you know, for the most part, try to shut off. Yeah. But um, are there any aspects, you know, of the job that you weren't expecting that uh, have now surprised you, disappointed you? Maybe not disappointed. Let's not go negative. But no, um, the only thing that surprised me has been the involvement of parents in our youth team. Okay. Which is strange because their kids are about twenty years old. Right. So I didn't expect that. That okay. was the unexpected. I don't mind it. I mean, you know, good on them for having a keen interest in the rest. But that was a surprise, yeah. Yeah, okay. Um, mm. In what ways? I don't know if, if I want to poke the bear here, but... No, no, <laughs> no poking. So um, we re- restructured our youth setup in the sense that we've cut back the numbers. We mm-hmm. had too many numbers. We had 36 players for two teams, host of players not playing, and host of players not playing enough. Mm-hmm. So now we've cut that back to about 30, 29-odd. Um, and the idea is that those players will play 90 minutes because mm-hmm. you've got to think that there'll obviously be some injuries, some people will be away uh, with national teams, so that those squads will run pretty thin. Mm-hmm. But in saying that, instead of pushing people down the ladder, which is what we were doing, scholarship players coming down to play youth, youth players going down to play reserves, reserves players not playing at all, um, and a host of youth players not playing at all either, um, we're going to start pushing them up. So we'll mm-hmm. push them up from NTC. We'll keep scouting outside of NTC. You know, some of the NPL clubs have some some good talented young players and some good programs. Um, so they'll fill up the reserves. Reserves will fill up the youth if there's a shortage. And the youth, the best ones, should be sitting on the bench, if not playing, in the A-League. That's yeah. the idea that I have in my mind. So in that process, you've got to cut a few people. And the, the 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 process the the reasoning is is quite legitimate. I mean, a lot of the boys uh, who, who who weren't happy with being cut, which which was all of them, obviously. Some took it better than others. Some saw it coming. Some didn't. Um, but I said to all of them, "There's no point you wearing our tracksuit and not playing any games, buddy. Yeah. It doesn't work. Yeah. It's not good for us. 
because you're not developing as you should. It's not good for you because you're not playing enough games developing as you should. It's not good for the NPL clubs who could do with more talented players and we're just hoarding players here. It doesn't work. Mm. So, um, so look, then I got some call from some parents and blah, blah, blah. What do you mean? Little Johnny's not in the team sort of thing. And that can happen. Mm-hmm. That's fine. But at a, as a 20-year-old, as a like when I was 21, I was in Turkey by myself. My parents were not involved in my football. Probably the reason I had an okay career. Um, I, th- I think some parents can damage their kids. And it's not just me. Imagine being a school teacher now. Oof. Yeah. I speak to some school teachers. They're like, Bruce, you've got no idea. Like, <laughs> kid fails maths, it's a teacher's fault. You know, right. <laughs> it's a school's fault. You're not educating my kid. No, your kid's just not intelligent. <laughs> like, do you know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. Or he's intelligent, but he's just not good at maths. He could yeah. be good at something else. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm seeing that, but it's not yeah. just here. It's, it's, I think it's society. It's a broader, it's a broader yeah, context broader around theme. this. Yeah, yeah. It's a broader yeah. theme. hundred percent. Um, how difficult are those conversations to have? Yeah. Difficult conversations don't, I don't shirk them. I mean, no, definitely I'm, not. I want to go to bed. I got young kids too. Yeah. So I want to go to sleep thinking, you know, dad's a good guy. He, he mm-hmm. didn't do anything wrong today. And the... The, the the right thing is to have the tough conversation and to let everyone know where they stand rather than sugarcoating things, leading people down a garden path where they just approach the cliff and in the end, they're not going to make it anyway. Yeah. So, um, you know, the, 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 the difficult conversation, and there's, there's been a host of them um, since taking the role, um, are welcomed by me. Mm-hmm. I don't mind them. Um, at least I'm being honest. Yeah. And at the end of the day, you know, Everyone's entitled to, to their opinion, but if, if I want to be the nice guy with everyone, then at the end of the day, it's going to become a big mess, <laughs> everything. And yeah. then I'll really have problems because I'll, 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 I wouldn't have been genuine, you know? So um, the conversations are only difficult in the fact that you're delivering negative news sometimes, yeah. you know? But that's also depends on how people want to take it. Mm-hmm. I mean, if we go back to the youth uh, setup. Um, you know, I came here on trial as an 18, 19 year old and I didn't get selected first time around. And, you know, the John Cosmina chose Nathan Burns, more versatility, yada, yada. I had to go back to the AIS. I came back, they back then used to have injury replacement contracts. I'd come back for four weeks, go back to the AIS when that player rehabbed himself then come back for four weeks. Mm-hmm. If someone else got injured, mm-hmm. you know, I did that for about six months. Yep. I remember. You know, I didn't yeah. just give up and yeah. say, Okay, well, if if you're not going to pick me now, then yeah. you know, I'm going to I'm going to spit chips. I was like, no, okay, that's fine, you know. But I'm going to go back there, yes, and make sure that if Adelaide or another club uh, uh, call me up, mm-hmm. I'm game ready to play. Yeah. I can rock up and not skip a beat, you mm-hmm. know, or miss a beat. Um, I'm finding that mentality less. Yeah, in our youth setup, anyway. Whether that's our fault or the individual's fault, I'm not quite sure. Where do you think? Where does that um, strength and that ability to have those difficult conversations or bounce back from rejection or whatever? Mm. Where do you think that trait in you comes from? Mm. Have you always, always had been, that? I've always yeah. just been an honest guy. Yeah. So yeah. like, even now, people say like, "Oh, is it hard? Like, you got to negotiate contracts with people you played with, or yeah. you know, you got to, you got to, you got to, you know, you're in charge of." Your mates, mm. almost, you know, 
But I've always been really good at compartmentalizing things. Yeah. I never brought, if I was having a bad patch in football, never brought it home. Um, if, if, if things were going well, I didn't, I didn't, you know, get ahead of myself. Things were going bad. I didn't get down on myself. I've, I've always been able to keep a pretty even keel. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty good at controlling that voice in your head, in my head, yeah. you know what I mean? So, um, you know, I had negotiations, some people on my shortlist getting offers, I don't know, 50% more than what we could offer, mm-hmm. probably 25% more than what they deserve to get paid. And I told them. Yeah. So, mate, you've got to take that. Yeah. You know as well as I do, you're not worth that. <laughs> so take it. <laughs> I can have that discussion because that's the truth. Yeah. You know? And yeah, I guess maybe not too many people can do that, but I've been like that since I was a player, since I was at school, yeah, right. since forever. So when I say that to someone I know, they're like, yeah, only you would say that. <laughs> you know? But it's right. It's true. You yeah. know, um, it's the same negotiating contracts. You know, I, I know what what market value is for for most of these players i can offer them a fair deal and tell them it's fair or you know i'm not i'm not i'm not the type and you know i know the club's done this back back in the day where they'd offer a contract knowing that that person's not going to accept it because that's just such a poor offer right i'm not going to do that i'd rather have the discussion say listen buddy what we could offer you is so rubbish i'm not even going to bother offering you anything you know just it's not going to work um, I'd rather take that approach rather mm-hmm. than, you know, because at least I think if you disagree with someone or you have a different view, as long as you can justify it and you're honest about it, they might be pissed off with you or upset at the time. But going forward, there'll be a moment where they say, you know what, that was probably, that was probably fair enough. Yeah. You know, if it's reasonable, you know, if it's, if it's all above board and it's all on the table, that's a rational person will come to that conclusion. Yeah. It's when you do things like lowballing someone or show some sort of disrespect, then in the future also they'll remember you for that. Mm. You know, so it's better to have the difficult conversation now and have mutual respect going forward than to sort of duck and weave now yeah. and then fracture that relationship for the future. Yeah. Well I mean you kinda of already said it there. Yeah, it's you know, do you find then that these players that you're talking to and you're being upfront with like that, that there is, you're establishing that trust, even if you don't sign them, that trust and that respect. Mm. So who knows? You know, you may go yeah, back together later back. on. Exactly. You yeah. never, it's a small world, man. Yeah, that's it's right. It's a really small that world. That makes it even so. smaller. <laughs> exactly. So it's important not to burn your bridges and if you don't want to burn your bridges, just treat everyone, you know, equally and fairly and honestly. That does it for part one with Bruce Chittag. Stay tuned for part two where we find out how Bruce rates himself in his role so far and a little bit more that goes beyond football.